0: Welcome to the second episode of Payment Integrity Insights from Cotivity, where we explore best practices in improving payment integrity for health plans. My name is Warren Lesniewski, Vice President of Product Marketing at Cotivity, and I'm joined by two of my colleagues, Sherry Waring, Senior Vice President of Clinical Chart Validation, and Mike Jablon, Vice President of Product Management. Today, we'll be talking about new opportunities for inpatient claim review. Mike and Sherry, thanks for taking the time to join me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having us, Mark.
1: Happy to be here.
0: So let me start with you, Mike. We know that improper healthcare claim payments in general are very expensive uh, for the industry. Can you give us some context around how this affects inpatient costs specifically and why health plans need to include inpatient claim spend in their payment integrity programs?
2: Sure. Thanks, Warren. You know, you're correct. Improper healthcare claim payments are, are a very expensive industry problem, not only in the claim cost, uh, but also the administrative burden of research and recovery. Inpatient care specifically is one of the most expensive types of healthcare services. So errors in payment can have a significant financial impact. Uh, they can delay payments, you know, cause provider abrasion, and ultimately impact you know, plans member satisfaction. According to CMS data, Improper payment rates are on the rise from pre-pandemic levels in 2019, with Medicare fee-per-service spending a staggering $31 billion in 2022 on improper payments. This amount includes a large portion from, from inpatient facility claims, uh, whose complexity often leads payers to, to bypass inpatient claims editing. And this results in, in millions of dollars in overpayments uh, for just a single organization that, that could have been prevented. We, we look at the OIG as well. Uh, they closely monitor Medicare. And they indicate that, you know, inpatient claims are a significant portion of spend and agree that costs are increasing. Inpatient claim spend is growing faster uh, than general healthcare spend, you know, with increasing billing at the highest severity levels. So at Cotivity, you know, we see the same data uh, that CMS and OIG, the same results, right? So we see the outsized growth in average inpatient claim spend, not only in Medicare, uh, which is trending about 8%, you know, but also commercial and Medicaid. So overall, between 2019 and 2022, there's been a 17.5% increase in hospital expense. So a big factor is increased billing at the, at the highest levels of care.
0: You know, I sit in on a lot of these conversations, and webinars, and and they usually start with these industry overpayment problems. But, you know, numbers like $31 billion, just from CMS alone, it just never ceases to amaze me. I've been in the prepayment integrity space for a while myself and while payers have focused a lot on professional and outpatient facility claims, I've just not seen all that much or heard all that much done with inpatient. Can you dive in some more on the complexities that you mentioned earlier regarding looking at inpatient claims prepay? Does the industry still even need postpay?
2: Yeah, good good question. You no, know, the industry does still need postpay review to capture know, all of the inpatient claim complexities, Uh, you know, many health plans, you know, have a robust prospective payment integrity program. um, And that's associated with just, you know, professional and outpatient claims, typically. Inpatient claim review um, has historically been associated, you know, only with those post adjudication review services. uh, But we are seeing plans, you know, begin to include inpatient claims for prepayment review. So these claims also serve as a reference, you know, for other types of claims for members, right? So looking at their historical contextual processing, you know, we can bounce professional and outpatient claims, you know, against these inpatient claims as well for, for added value. So we believe, you know, correct coding should be applied equally, you know, across all places of service. We also talked about the, you know, the continued need for for postpay, you know, and, and it's very important to have post-pay in place to serve as a backstop for prepay. You know, and there are many situations that require the rigor of postpayment chart review um, and some things you can't do in a pr- in a prospective manner. So some examples of policy that's best served in a postpay environment uh, include things like sequencing and repricing, uh, looking at provider exclusions or or prior auth exclusions, or uh, payer adjudication limitations.
0: Okay, so I'm I'm hearing postpay medical record based reviews are necessary and valuable. I know the industry has been doing that for decades. So Sherry, let me turn to you. Is there even any room left for improvement in the post-pay world?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, Post-pay chart review is still a very valuable component of a health plans payment integrity program. The key really is to make it as efficient as possible, reducing impact to providers. There are a few ways that plans really should consider making those improvements. So first, incorporating the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning models they will help to select the best chart review opportunities. The focus is to identify those claims with the highest probability of an incorrect payment, and then those claims where the complexity of the review truly requires a medical record to confirm that error that resulted in an overpayment. Second is leveraging outpatient and professional claims data in lieu of a full medical record to validate the accuracy of that inpatient DRG assignment. Clinical review of multiple claims across multiple providers and at various points in the patient's continuum of care enables that payment accuracy determination for the inpatient confinement without the requirement of a medical record. This will ease the burden of communication with providers and also allows for reviews uh, even when a provider limits chart request. And then finally, ensure that you have a comprehensive program that incorporates all three facets of validation. So documentation, does the medical record contain the necessary information? Coding review, does the diagnosis code on the claim match the diagnosis that's in the medical record? And then the clinical component that validates whether the diagnosis on the claim is actually supported by the clinical information contained within that medical record. And by combining both approaches, complex medical record review and cross-claim clinical review, a plan can achieve an average of 2.5% annual savings from total inpatient medical spend.
0: Great, thank you very much, Sherry. Really, really helpful views into the world of post-paid DRG review. So now let's pivot. Let's, let's talk about prepay. That's kind of where we started the conversation in the beginning. Why is adding prepay interventions so important?
1: So although there's value from a retrospective review, as we just discussed, there are also several inherent challenges. Expanding your PI program to include prepayment review helps overcome these challenges. In postpay payers are only able to recoup a fraction of the identified overpaid dollars, about 60 to 70% on average. In addition, both payers and providers have administrative cost of about $50 per overpaid claim. These costs make it prohibitive for payers to capture smaller overpayments, reducing the value capture another 20%. Both payers and providers feel there's less impact when the claim is pended for review. And then paid accurately the first time, rather than pursuing an overpayment amount through an offset or a refund recovery process.
0: Yeah, okay, that does make sense. So can catch more pre in prepay, you can catch more of it accurately. But let's not forget, uh, both you and Mike did mention earlier that there's reasons why prepay review of inpatient claims is so complex. So. How can we do it without causing pain for the payers and the providers?
1: Absolutely. So our post-pay DRG review expertise has revealed areas of opportunity for prepay. And Cotivity has added prepay DRG to our clinical chart validation solution. So we apply chart selection in a very similar way to that of post-pay but with a focus on claims where our scoring algorithms indicate the probability of an error is greater than 50%. By applying this probability factor, we ease the volume of medical records requested from a provider prior to them receiving payment. Also similar to post-pay review, our clinical encoding professionals validate the accuracy of both the clinical component as well as the coding component and and validate that documentation is accurate and available. Payers and providers both prefer that the claim be accurately paid the first time, again, reducing those administrative costs and burdens. And as previously mentioned, most plans have relied on exclusively using a post-pay claim review to catch these inaccuracies in inpatient DRG claims. While this approach has value, we've talked a little bit about the significant room for improvement. So in our experience, the time to recoup that value from post-payment ID can exceed 90 days. And then that recovery only yields about 70% of the value. A prepay claim review is really the next step to optimize your value capture. Prepay claims review eliminates that headache of a pay and chase process where a payment of the claim is made, an audit identifies that overpayment, and then the plan is left with the task of adjusting that claim and then trying to either offset from future payments or pursuing an actual recovery. Again, accurately paying that claim from the start reduces those administrative costs for both the payer and the provider. So I wanna share a quick example of how we've moved value forward for one of our our health plan clients. So they started using Cotivity's clinical chart validation solution post-payment in June of 2021. They then added a prepay program in January of 2022 to really take full advantage of the comprehensive retrospective prospective approach. Since January 2022, this plan has recovered $14 $14 million in overpayments identified postpay, plus an additional $7 million of savings was captured prepay. Their audit sustainability for both the post and prepayment side remains at greater than 90%. Yeah,
2: that's a great example. You know, and even and even the OIG, you know, they they recommend moving to a prepayment opportunity to catch this type of behavior up front but it doesn't have to stop at just the DRG claims. So here at Cotivity, you know, we have introduced new and expanded inpatient payment policy content uh, within our prospective products uh, that health plans are utilizing. So in our opinion, it, it's it's important for health plans to utilize you know, the full member contextual processing, you know, looking across the history of a member across their professional, outpatient, and inpatient claims. This process, you know, of adding inpatient claims data to a, a file ingestion is is utilizing the same file layout uh, that clients are already sending that contains the outpatient claims and what we call the the institutional file layout. You wanna have a longitudinal view of a member's claims uh, to have the most accurate results. The inpatient claims inclusion uh, increases savings to health plans by looking at an untapped area of prepayment spend. So this increases yield uh, compared to a strict recovery uh, and their associated admin costs. This also lowers provider abrasion so it identifies correct coding issues up front uh, across all claim values Uh, it allows for these errors to be identified you know quickly you know and corrected in order to expedite the payment to the providers so expedited payment is is especially important for inpatient providers uh, and in particular you know rural maybe independent hospitals so you know not all inpatient claims are appropriate for prospective review We, we talked about that a little bit earlier and the different policies that are appropriate uh, prospective uh, versus retrospective, but inpatient claims where, where a chart is necessary for complex review for DRGs, for example, you know those are not appropriate for an automated prospective review. You know, these types of claims uh, will will pass through the prospective editing and cascade to our manual review services. So the types of policies we offer for inpatient prospective payment integrity, those will include things like bundle facility payment policy, uh, which looks at looks at multiple admissions, you know, duplicate services transfer or incorrect discharge status and a host of, of, of additional policies some of these policies planes will find you know do overlap with policies that are familiar with the prospective outpatient space uh, and also in the retrospective space but it makes sense to move those policies that they're familiar with in the retrospective space upstream to prospective uh, to correct uh, appropriate inpatient claims upfront
0: okay good stuff so I'm hearing that, For a full end-to-end inpatient, we need both the post-pay and the prepay. Depending on the situation, we need chart review, or we can do it more efficiently without charts. And so that's kind of taken me to the end here. We're kind of heading into home plate, and I want to touch upon some sensitivities that health plans have around the goals and the accounting of prepay results versus post-pay. In other words, some payment integrity programs are still siloed unfortunately where postpay and prepay operate separately and even have separate savings targets. In those cases, I would assume that moving postpay interventions to prepay would reduce postpay results and seem like a hit that the postpay teams have to take to their savings targets. Mike, can you talk to us about how these new prepay interventions will impact postpay data mining and savings? I mean, shouldn't they be looking at the bigger picture of the overall increased value to the plan?
2: Yeah, sure, Warren, you're, you're correct. They should be looking at the overall value to the total plan. Uh, but we do often see siloed payment integrity programs. Uh, these teams that are working claim payment integrity from, from different areas or different angles, You know, they may be caught off guard when a prospective policy is enabled and, and think that lowering findings in the retrospective space could result it's always a best practice uh, to communicate, you know, across payment integrity teams any changes in policy and also to forecast any impact that may occur. You know, what we have found in our in our production inpatient editing uh, thus far is a pretty negligible impact on the post-pay findings when prospective inpatient editing is enabled. This is a bit of a surprise; we thought it'd be larger, uh, but it's ultimately around eight percent is where the impact lies. Um, this was attributed to claims findings that were. Um, excluded or, or bypassed in prospective claims editing. So this allows an opportunity for health plans to review uh, and make sure that these exclusions and bypasses are still appropriate uh, when enabling inpatient policy. In, in regard to you know health plans looking at the bigger picture, you know a- applying correct coding and protecting the member benefit at all levels of payment integrity. You know, that's the goal. You know plans should continue achieving savings. You know through the utilization of data mining. Retrospective recovery, you know, and the audit of inpatient claims. These are a valuable component of what we call, you know, a comprehensive claims editing program at any health plan, and they'll continue to be going forward.
0: Sherry, as our resident DRG review expert, would you agree from that perspective too?
1: Yes, I would absolutely agree with with everything that Mike stated. Um, As mentioned earlier, our results uh, have demonstrated approximately 20% in additional value. When both the pre and post auditing is performed, compared to just a post payment alone program, another key measure is again that audit uh, sustainability that's greater than ninety percent, and and that's been consistent both pre and post auditing.
0: Amazing results, thank you. So to wrap up, uh, in your work with clients, what lessons have we learned, and what are some of the best practices when implementing inpatient? Payment integrity. Let's start with you, Mike.
2: Yeah, I think you know one of the important best practices is you know reviewing current exclusion and bypass criteria. You know, oftentimes this has been in place for a very long time, and when inpatient payment policy is introduced, it's a good time to revisit. Uh, Make sure it's current. Make sure you you don't want to make any changes uh, to this criteria. The other thing is you know persona differences exist in inpatient claims editing, so clients need to understand why different payer personas require different inpatient review approaches. Uh, you know, what's what's most applicable uh, to how they're submitting claims and what they're submitting claims for. We found that, you know, hospitals and inpatient facilities, you know, they'll have a more sophisticated uh, revenue cycle departments. Uh, so they'll learn quickly, you know, when payment integrity is put into place. So plans want to place a, an emphasis on communication and awareness uh, of new policy being put in place by the plan, uh, just being open about the, uh, the policy going in and what the inpatient provider should expect. Uh, and then lastly, you know, Consider utilizing uh, inpatient claims uh, payment policy as part of a network, you know, or rate negotiation. Uh, We often see plans uh, factor in error rate thresholds uh, as part of those discussions, so something for health plans to consider moving forward. Last word from you, Sherry.
1: Perfect. I would just add from a DRG perspective that one of the things we've learned is that the prepayment review program has opened up the opportunity to audit providers that were typically excluded from the post-pay review process because they're non-contracted. And so by catching the errors prior to payment, a plan's able to avoid the the challenge of not being able to offset overpayments from these non-participating providers. And when requesting prior to payment, those non-PAR providers have a much higher rate of compliance. With submitting medical records upon that request.
0: You've been listening to Payment Integrity Insights, a new podcast from Cotivity. I'm Warren Lesnewski, Vice President of Product Marketing, and we've been joined today by Cotivity's Mike Jablon, Vice President of Product Management and Sherry Mooring, Senior Vice President of Clinical Chart Validation. Mike and Sherry, thanks for being our guests today.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you. For more information, start the conversation with Cotivity today by visiting us at Cotivity.com. Thanks for listening. and You'll be hearing from us again soon.